0: Buddhism in Sri Lanka. There is no worse slavery than the slavery to your passions. And that's a tough pill to swallow, because we tend to think of our passions as our pleasures, as though it's only natural to be obsessed and conflicted. It's not. But that shows the path that Western culture has taken, in which our passions, which once meant suffering, now are the focal point of our lives, and full of positive connotations, even if it kills us. So, with the passion of Christ fully articulated as his suffering, in defeat, with no victory implied or intended, then Buddhism and Christianity are not so far apart, at least not superficially, at least not originally. For both see suffering as seminal. The differences only become apparent when we realize that Christianity in the West make of suffering, i.e. passion, something to be encouraged, and sought, not something to be avoided and mitigated, as in Buddhism. The examples are many. Samsara, for instance, this is a word that, in the time of Buddha meant and still means in modern Nepali the world, and the Buddhists made something distinctly negative of that term, it now symbolizing the drudgery and misery of incessant rebirths. But most Westerners, and especially Christians, are famous for their our love of life and the world too, of course, so is the Christian belief in and desire for some sort of eternal life really any different from the Buddhist rebirth? Only in that one is desired and the other abhorred, it would seem. So, if it's not surprising that Buddhism and Christianity spring from similar roots, given their shared Indo European proto language and homeland, it is a bit surprising that they've diverged so far from that initial starting point, and in apparently opposite directions. What would cause that? Good question. There would seem to be nothing in the physical landscape to explain the divergence, though the cultures encountered and conquered, Indo-Europeans didn't lose too many wars, except among themselves, differ quite radically. Considering that they went both ways from the Yamnaya Horizons' original Pontic steppes, west and east, to Europe and north India, respectively, they would have encountered light-skinned old Europeans on the one hand, and dark-skinned Indus Valley people on the other. That's the biggest difference between the two groups right there, and may be significant, with respect to the caste system and perhaps more but my own pet theory is that West and East were mostly playing out a dialectic of ideas, that likely dates back to 4000-3000 to BCE around lively campfires on high steps and with spirited discussions. In this theory that dialectic is still being played out today, albeit in more ways than could ever have been imagined in the years BCE. The important thing is to not become a slave to your passions, though, even when you enjoy them, or when they cause you suffering. I'm reminded of Kramer's statement to the soup Nazi in the old Seinfeld TV show, you suffer for your art. Touché. Freedom from is the important thing in life after all, even more than freedom to. Does it really matter whether you get the espresso or tamarind-flavored ice cream today? Enjoy!